This is CMF Radio, live from London. Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you are well at home. The weather is not so good today in uh, in London. I don't know what's the weather like at your end, uh, Tony, in Oxfordshire. Is it better? Is there sun in the air? Hi, Fred. Well, it was this morning. It was um, beautiful, but it's uh, gone a bit cloudy. Yeah, it's, it's always like that in the UK. You have to actually live your life uh, in the mornings because uh, <laughs> it always gets worse. Uh, get wor gets worse in the afternoon. I don't know why. It's uh, it's a tradition here. Yes, well, I'm always do things in the morning anyway. So okay, so <laughs> yeah. you you choose the best time of the day to uh, to enjoy uh, to enjoy the weather and uh, and do your things in the morning. Very nice. Very good that's decision. You've adapted that's yourself. Most, most creative in the morning. Yeah, I, I was, I'm also quite creative in the morning and also during the night when there's uh, nothing that can disturb you uh, in the middle of the night. It's also a very nice time to be creative. I, are you sometimes writing yeah. at night? Yeah, I think the night time is the right time. For, <laughs> the right. Um, yeah, uh, because there's no, no distractions. You know, in the daytime, yeah, the phone rings or people are uh, messaging and you, you, know, you feel obliged to answer and and stuff so yeah at night night it's great to uh, you know just work into the, the wee small hours are you sometimes working uh from uh, i would say midnight till uh, till the morning till dawn um not usually till dawn but um sometimes yeah but uh if i did that i probably would be no good you know uh, For the rest of the day, yeah, so, for, um, for for the family life during uh, during the daytime. So it, it's yeah. it, it's it's better also to have quite a normal life if you want to be surrounded by normal people. Um, <laughs> I would say. Uh, so that's the third edition today of our program, your program called um, "While I Remember and Before I Forget." And um, as you did uh, the two previous times, you chose all the songs uh, for this program. There will be uh, some of your songs. Uh, there will be a song by Kokomo and a song um, of your own um, solo material. And yeah. uh, we will start uh, this show uh, with Rita Franklin um, and uh, a song called Rock Steady. Why did you choose that specific song? Well, Rock Steady is fantastic song it's it's dance danceable i think most of the songs i've chosen today you can dance to so it's a kind of dancey uh, selection i think there's only one where whereas a couple of the sort of slow dances mm -hmm. but the reason i i chose rock steady apart from the fact that i love it when i first heard it i thought wow this is you know i think it was 71 it was from an album uh, of aretha's called young gifted and black and um The, the lineup is incredible also. It's Bernard Purdy on the drums, and it's actually he just turned 80 uh, mm -hmm. last week, uh, I think. And Purdy was just, well, I think the, the most funky drummer of all, most musicians, most drummers, I think, uh, you know, acknowledge that Purdy's just got that, the groove, man. He's just got it, Purdy. Also on... Uh, on um, On bass, it was Chuck Rainey, also another fantastic bass player. 
Cornell Dupree on guitar, another legend. And the introduction um, is on the organ. That's by Donny Hathaway, of all people. In fact, Donny Hathaway and Aretha Franklin used to um, actually, although they're singers in their own right, they would often spend time in the studio for other people. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Donny, both piano players, and uh, Aretha playing the piano and uh, Donny playing the organ, maybe. So that they did a lot of that, um, which obviously is a mutual um, admiration between the two. And who else? Uh, it's also, um, it's uh, credited Richard T, another one of my favorite piano players, um, on the organ, but I'm sure he, he must, maybe he did a part after, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's definitely Donny Hathaway playing the organ on the intro, produced by uh, Jerry Wexler uh, with Tom Dowd and Arif Mardin. All sadly, all three have gone now, but um, great producers for Atlantic. So let's listen to this song by uh, Aretha Franklin, a very groovy song, part of your uh, playlist today in your show. While I remember and before I forget, Rocksteady, Aretha Franklin. <laughs>
Rocksteady by Aretha Franklin. This is the first track chosen by Tony O'Malley for his bi-weekly show While I Remember and Before I Forget, which is, by the way, theoretically, the title of your forthcoming book, Tony, isn't it? Well, a uh, forthcoming book that hasn't really been started yet. Uh, you haven't made any progress since uh, <laughs> our last episode? No, but I, I actually... Um, I read, um, or I listened to, actually, I listened to a, um, a Bob Dylan interview uh, um, last week, and the interviewer was asking him about his book. Uh, did he enjoy writing it? And he said, well, once he got in the, the groove of it, mm -hmm. once he had the inspiration to write, yeah, it was, um, he, he enjoyed that, that process. But then when you stop, you know, and you, you come back to it, you have to do loads of rewrites and, and checking. It's not like a song where you, you write a song and it's three minutes long. You know, a book yeah. is a long process. So um, I, I kind of understood what he was saying, that once you get on a roll, you, you have to really concentrate on it, and that's very enjoyable. Then... You know, you go off and do some music, and you come back to the book. You have to, you have to review everything and make sure there's no, you know, um, and that it's continuous. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's a very, um, um, you know, technical process, really. If you think about it. So that's why I haven't done too much because I've been too busy with music, to be to be truthful with you. But it is on the back burner, meaning that I have started. So well finished. <laughs> I would like one day uh, to have some, uh, you know, excerpts from the book in the program. So this is maybe uh, uh, okay. one one of the things that we could uh, just agree uh, <laughs> between between the two of us is that before we stop this program, the book will have started. I don't know when we will stop, but before we stop this program, the book will be on its way. Can we agree well, on that? I, yeah, I, I have actually. Um, Uh, done a couple of chapters. I'm just trying to find actually because I've got it on somewhere uh, on the computer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have got it. Yeah, just I've got it now. But in the first uh, in the first edition, you told me that you had already written the the very beginning um, when you were leaving school, uh, if I remember yeah. well. That That's was, right. Yeah, it's called. The, the chapter is called O'Malley. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> That's the headmaster, uh, Father Groves, at uh, Finchley Catholic Grammar School in 1963, when I was uh, um, about to be punished for copying uh, 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 homework. Copying mm -hmm. homework. Which was the last sentence you, you heard at school, because that, that was the end of it. Well, more or less, I, I said, well, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not going to be... Because it was corporal punishment, you used to have to get... Um, get the cane or the, the tolly, as yeah, we yeah. use, the strip of leather. And uh, I didn't want to be beaten anymore, so I said, well, I'd rather leave the school. And I was at an age where I, because we could leave school then at 15. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was still only 14, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I left. Uh, my mum came out to the school. She was in tears. She, you know, take the punishment, son, you know, but I, I refused. I said, no, no way is this guy going to, this priest, mm -hmm. uh, Gonna touch me. So there we go. That was that's in a nutshell. But it, 
but actually you you did well after that uh, you became a musician and 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 here we are today so no problem uh, caused to the fact that you left school too early i would say yeah i i guess so yeah and uh taught myself to read and write <laughs> you went you went to the school the school of life that's uh, yeah, th- that's, joined... that's how we say it yeah exactly Yeah, coming back to uh, to music and uh, and your playlist, the second song for today is by um, Donny Hathaway, which we uh, heard in in the first song. Uh, you told me by Rita Franklin, playing yeah. uh, the organ, and um, it's here a cover of John Lennon, "Jealous Jealous Guy." Yes, so Jealous why did you guy. choose this one? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, apart from the continuity of. Um, uh, Donny Hathaway playing on Aretha, Aretha's Rocksteady. Uh, this is a just from taken from a great album. It's one of the best live albums ever recorded, I think, um, um, by Donny Hathaway. Uh, recorded, I think, in 1972. Um, some great, just great tracks. Fabulous musicians again. Cornell Dupree, who's on the first track, on the bass. It's Willie Weeks, uh, Fred White on the drums, Phil Upchurch on some of the some of the tracks and Donny Hathaway playing the uh, electric piano and any other keyboards and um, the Wurlitzer actually mainly a Wurlitzer piano and um, yeah it's just a wonderful album the atmosphere is fantastic and uh, also produced by Arif and Jerry Arif Mardin uh, and Jerry Wexler both uh, unfortunately deceased but they, mm-hmm. they would have uh, Jerry Wexler would have been about 103 now if he'd lived. So yeah, he, that's he, old. But yeah, he's getting on. He's getting on. He was getting on. So uh, this, um, the reason I chose um, Jealous Guy because it's it's kind of it's slow, but it's got a groove, you know. And it's only quite short. It's not a not a long one. A lot of the tracks on the album are quite long, and this one is um, uh, just quite short. I think I'm not sure how long. But you, you've probably got it there. Yeah, it's three minutes and eight seconds, so it's quite short. Yes. Yeah, yeah quite short. But uh, it's I've, I always love the song anyway, written by John John Lennon. So, and Donny Hathaway's uh, just given it, it's given it the, the groove. Really. So yeah, so let's listen to this groovy uh, version of "Jealous Guy," John Lennon's "Jealous Guy" by Donny Hathaway. <laughs> I didn't want 
Wonderful, groovy, live version of Jealous Guy by Donny Hathaway, uh, we've, we've just listened to, chosen by Tony O'Malley, who is back on the other side in Abingdon, Oxfordshire. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about, you know, um, trying to get some kind of um, uh, continuity in, the, in my choices, which is quite difficult, I think, you know, because um, this is new to me. Uh, to be, uh, um, you know, doing a podcast. The reason I, I chose Sex Machine is because um, this goes way back, you know, to the 60s. And I remember this track when I was on tour as a, an 18-year-old, actually, mm -hmm. in, in Italy. And we, we played a lot of clubs. And one, we played them for about two weeks. Um, and the, particularly the, the club in Rome, they always, when they, when they played this track, everybody got up. Get up, you know. It, it was just so funny, and every, if you hear it today, it's got the same feeling for me. That you know, you just want to get up and dance because James Brown had that uh, very uh, distinctive uh, thing, just to be able to make a song groove, particularly this one. So that's that's kind of why why I chose it, and I love James Brown. He's, got fantastic voice got a lot of bad press of course but um because of his uh antics and stuff but he he was the master of that kind of music you know? and did you have the opportunity to see him live uh in those days uh i did see him live actually but later on i think in the 80s it was uh, at um at the venue and it wasn't it wasn't great the sound wasn't good but, but he was fantastic you know i just he was unbelievable mm -hmm. I, i think we played it uh Uh, James Brown singing with Pavarotti uh, last week or the week before. And, yeah, and, we did. Uh, yeah, but he, he never lost it. But, you know, uh, uh, I just think, oh, yeah, it's cool. I get, uh, get up, I feel like being a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I also remember seeing him live, um, I think it was in the late uh, 90s in Belgium in a festival uh, at the beach called the Beach Festival. It was late. I think it was two or three hours late. I was waiting oh. in the rain and uh, I was in the front row, you know, where all the photographers can just stand to take pictures. Uh, and yeah. uh, I remember that my mother had given me uh, um, quite, I wouldn't say a professional camera, but quite an expensive camera to take pictures uh, on that day of James Brown. At, at, at some point, it just hit me 
with his microphone stand. <laughs> you know, when oh, he was oh. playing with the microphone stand. I still remember that. So, uh, so I was, I got hit by James Brown's microphone stand. I don't know whether it was during Sex Machine, but uh, I mean, for the anecdote, let's say that it was. And uh, let's listen to Get Up, I Feel Like Being a Sex Machine. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? Go ahead. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up, like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up, like a sex machine. Get on up. Wait a minute, shake your arm, then use your palm Stay on the scene, like a sex machine You got to have the feeling, sure your bone Get it together, right on, right on Get up, get on up Get up, get on up Get up, get on up Get on up, get on up, stay on the scene. Get on up, like a 
machine. Get on up. Never have the feeling. Get on up. Show us your bone. Get on up. Get it together. Right on, right on. song to dance in the afternoon Get Up, a Sex Machine by uh, James Brown, chosen by uh, Tony O'Malley, and, and Tony you have a special story about the next song by Kokomo, a little bit further away Yes, uh, um, it was this is uh, Kokomo's third album, and it was kind of um, the last chance for CBS or Sony that, um, that became Sony, uh, You know, to try to do something with Kokomo because we'd already made two albums in uh, 75 and then 76. And um, so, anyway, uh, to cut, I don't want to make the story too long, but mm -hmm. there's one track w which they chose as a single a little bit further away, written by Frank Collins and sung by Frank. And uh, so, Frank, uh, Frank recently told the story because I didn't really know because I, I wasn't in a good space at the time. <laughs> so, Frank was. Frank was dealing mostly with most of the, um, you know, the record company. I don't think we had a manager at the time either. Mm -hmm. so, um, but anyway, the song was, um, um, it was, it was Columbia Records actually, and they felt that a little bit further away was what they call an across-the-board hit, and they mm -hmm. told Frank, you know, they told Frank. Frank got uh, very excited about that, you know, meaning that. It would succeed in, in all the music genres, i.e., country, western, rock, soul, etc., would become a global hit. Great faith. Mm -hmm. but, but the way things were radically at the time within the music business um, was very segregated, whereas the white, in inverted commas, radio stations wouldn't play or promote uh, black artists unless it was kind of the likes of Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, etc. Mm -hmm. so, so the black stations were therefore loath to play, you know, white artists and gave priority, understandably, to black artists who otherwise wouldn't get a look in within the predominantly white market. Mm -hmm. so, so bear with me here. <laughs> Columbia decided not to disclose to the black stations that we were, in fact, a white band. <laughs> so their, their marketing strategy 
was that they secured a deal with the white stations who said that if the song broke big on the black stations, then they would pick it up. Are you mm -hmm. with me? Yeah, 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 I follow you, yeah. Yeah, so Columbia went to the black stations, but purposely omitted to tell them we were white. Uh, to try to, to be accepted by these stations. Yeah. So the black stations were left to assume that we were promoting, uh, a, that they were, sorry, that they were promoting a black act. Mm -hmm. So they were, so in, in, for all intents and purposes, they were hoodwinked and the song was picking up lots of plays on lots of black stations, mm -hmm. going great, going great guns until some clown at Columbia decided to put the record in a sleeve with a photograph of us. <laughs> and then they understood, with, obviously. Or with white faces. Uh, and it was both it, it was both political and racist, with the racism coming from both sides. Anyway, mm. once disclosed, the black stations dropped the record, and therefore the deal was broken with the white stations. Mm -hmm. So a more a case of intent to deceive than uh, that rankled the black stations. So, and, uh, so at, I, the, at the end of the day, you failed... Uh, at both ends, in a way, due to that silly mistake. Exactly, and um, and the, the record, the song is great. I think it's uh, one of Frank's uh, best songs, and uh, still to this day, when you hear it, you, it's yeah, this is this is a really great song. So it was unfortunate for Kokomo, but uh, you know, that's say love you. That's the way, that's the way it goes. But uh, Frank actually told me all this because I didn't know, I didn't know about it. Um, well, I knew stuff went down but because uh, i was in in a different uh, different um, i was in a different land <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you were in different shape we would say Goodbye, just up and leave you. 
Kokomo, featuring Tony O'Malley and, and obviously Frank Collins also. A song which didn't really make it in the US because we were speaking about the US market, Tony. Uh, we didn't say yeah. that, but um, this segregation uh, between um, the black stations and the white stations, uh, this is something um, which was uh, typical of the, of the US market, uh, the US radio market in those days. Uh, the situation was a bit different uh, in the UK. Uh, you also told me uh, that this song apparently uh, was a big hit in the Netherlands, in Holland. That's what I, I, think, yeah, I think so. I, I, you have to check about that. But I seem to remember it was a hit in Holland, but I can't be too sure. Uh, yeah, you're right. We should have mentioned that it was uh, the story I told was actually in this uh, about the uh, US market. The American market, yes. And, yeah. and it's funny, I was listening to the last part of the song. It, it reminds me a bit the vibes also of the Bee Gees. W oh. Was it something that people were, were telling you in the 70s, that you had something uh, of the vibe, the groove of the Bee Gees? I never heard that comparison, actually. Um, no, I, I can't say. <laughs> uh -huh. Maybe, maybe the end of the song. I mean, uh, that uh, reminded me of... I mean, it, it's not a bad comparison. <laughs> no, no, Bee Gees uh, yeah, made great records. In fact, their big biggest hits, I think, with was with um, you know the disco type of things with, with um, Arif Mardin, who who produced the first two tracks um, I played, we played today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Arif Mardin uh, produced the Bee Gees. I think, uh, um, what's that? Uh, I'll think of it. There's the, the song that they. They did. Um, uh, I can't think of it right now. So, um, but it's a great song. One of the one of their best songs, the Bee Gees. This is one you forgot, one you don't remember. 
That's also remember. part. That's also part of the program. You can't remember everything. Exactly. How deep is your love? That's the song I'm ah, How deep to is your love? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the next song is one of yours, Tony. Um, one that you chose because of some uh, comments that you received on your Facebook page. Uh, you told me uh, just before we started the show. This morning, yeah, uh, I had originally um, chosen to play "Back at the Bag" because it was a, a dance tune. But then this morning, um, a great, a great French musician who, who I don't know very well, but I, I've met him and he's a great player, Laurent Laurent Coquela. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Coquela. Coquela, uh, probably yes. Coquela, yeah. And he posted this morning. Um, uh, I don't really understand it too much because it's in French, but um, although there is a translation, but it was a kind of a comparison of. Um, one of my songs uh, from my album Freedom Road that I made in uh, well, it was out in in 1999, and the rhythm section is Pino Palladino and Ash Stone uh, on the drums, Pino on the bass, and Ash on the on the on the drums, and he's mentioning also in the same breath uh, Bernard Purdy, who uh, we played earlier on, on and. Um, Chuck Rainey, another a great bass player. So, uh, and he mentioned Rock Steady, which I'd already chosen mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. play today. So it was it was great to hear from um, from Laurent, and uh, he chose. Uh, we say he chose. He he mentioned uh, my song needs somebody, and there's there's lots of comments and uh, all very favorable comments on on the Facebook page, which uh, is is very nice. And uh, so that's why I changed my selection from back of the bag to need somebody. Also, this is written uh, the lyrics written by uh, Jim Campbell, uh, who I wrote uh, quite a, quite a lot of songs with in the 80s, and. Um, Unfortunately, Jim passed away actually 20 years ago, around about this time, I think, mm -hmm. uh, 20 years ago, a young man, 51, I think he was. And so it's dedicated to Jim, who co-wrote uh, this song, Need Somebody. Thank you. 
very groovy Need Somebody by Tony O'Malley. And Tony asked me to remind everyone of the fact that uh, he's having a live stream every Friday at uh, 8 p.m., actually 7.30 p.m. It starts with a, a bunch of, uh, of demos and, and videos as a technical uh, rehearsal, a teaser before uh, the live stream, which starts at 8 p.m. on uh, your page, Tony. Am I right? And on your website, Tony O'Malley? Yeah. .com. And YouTube, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the best way people can can enjoy your music at the moment. Um, uh, in the absence of uh, of live gigs, uh, you don't you don't have any uh, any recent information regarding uh, live gigs. No, I don't actually. There's no. Um, yeah, m most things that might have been in uh, July, uh, they they're not happening. So, uh, yeah, we just have to wait and see. Yeah, I was when. just uh, thinking the other day when I saw so many people in the streets uh, here nearby uh, in Battersea uh, having a drink uh, um, taken from a takeaway <laughs> window uh, because, you, you see, even if pubs are not open, uh, are still closed, people are just uh, buying beers from, uh, from, uh, from the window of a restaurant or the places. I was just thinking that uh, there might be an opportunity for, for musicians to play there. Why not? I mean, uh, why not? Why not? Uh, until we have um, the access to a basement venue or to uh, the Half Moon or the places uh, like the 606. Yeah. Uh, it might be interesting at some point to organize, I don't know, a street festival maybe, something like that, where, where people can just, uh, um, you know, buy uh, using a sum up or, you know, a device like that, a, a touchless um, uh, device um, th that could be a way at least to have the musicians perform before we we go back get back to normal but it's just an idea so i don't oh, know well it's, it's a good idea because I, I you know i think musicians should get out on the streets <laughs> and start playing you know uh, like uh, like you know they used to do in the old you know oh, the very old days you know hundreds of years ago but, um yeah I'm not sure how if you would need a license or something to, to go. Um, if you if you want to, I mean, usually uh, if you want to to be a busker in London, you need a license. But I yeah. presume that if you would play from the inside uh, of um, of a restaurant or another place open to the street, you would be technically standing in a private uh, in a private property, and that would that wouldn't be the street. Uh, so um, yeah, there might be a loophole there <laughs> that, yeah, uh, that, that mu be, musicians yeah. could consider to just uh, try to, to try to play live before we can reopen uh, reopen the venues. So um, yeah. so again, you will be uh, on your page and on YouTube, on your Facebook page and on YouTube this Friday, uh, like every Friday at eight p.m. for a live stream, and that's also the occasion for. Um, all the people listening to your shows to to buy you a virtual beer. How is it going? The the virtual beer or the virtual coffee in your case? It's not a virtual beer. Yeah. It's a virtual coffee. How is it going? This thing? Yes, it's nice. You know, buy um, buy me a coffee or or two or three or f four or five even people. Wow, that's nice. Five coffees at a time. So that's nice. You know, I mean, it's um, uh, <clears throat> it's it's just very nice to that. that to know that there are people actually listening and uh, getting involved. Yeah, so yeah. that that um, I should say it starts at seven thirty. That's when I start. Um, you know, uh, 
warming up. I start playing live at eight, but I I, I show a couple of videos and um, play some old demos um, from seven thirty between seven thirty and eight, just to make sure that the technical side of the stream is working properly. Because yeah. it's very, as you know, Fred, it's a very technical process, uh, making sure everything is. Uh, synchronized and uh, that we're we have liftoff you know perfect so we'll we see you again uh, this friday uh, at 7 30 on your facebook page yeah. and on youtube let's move on in uh, in the program uh, i think we still have uh, yes two two or three songs even today really? uh, oh. little beaver i can dig it baby i don't know that song actually so if you could just introduce me to the artist and the song Okay, well, Little Beaver, his real name is Willie Willie Hale, and um, he's basically a guitar player who who has snap, who does sing, and um, uh, the reason I chose this one because is because of the bass player, and the bass player is Jaco Pastores, and it, this as soon as I heard this years ago, I thought, yeah, this is this is top class is great a great baseline just the way i don't do you know jaco pastores have you heard of yes yes jaco? i want to yeah yeah well a lot of people probably might know uh, people outside the jazz world probably don't know who jaco pastores is but he was he was one of the, the the most talented bass players ever to walk the planet unfortunately he was he was killed actually in the age of 37 i think mm -hmm. in um yeah uh, i think he was he was 37 yeah um, and uh so we lost a great musician there but um he, he was kind of so funky but mainly jacko played with he played with weather report uh, uh the band um joe zavanon and um uh, but he must have made this track with with little beaver just i don't know he got hired to play on on the track Mm -hmm. And he just brought he brought it to, he brought it to life. And a little beaver was mainly a guitar player. He was he he played um, with Betty Wright on uh, uh, a quite a famous funk track from that time called uh, "Clean Up Woman." And um, a little beaver, as Willie Hale um, played on uh, "Clean Up Woman" by Betty Wright, and loads of other stuff he's done. But I think this track is. Uh, It works because of the baseline and, and what uh, Jacko put into it. So let's, let's groove again with this track. Yeah. I Can Dig It Baby by Little Beaver. Say you wanna hang out to find a way. 
that you are all dancing on the other side of the airwaves on all the tracks picked by Tony O'Malley for his bi-weekly show while I remember and before I forget this was Little Beaver and I Can Dig It Baby and uh, we will move on to uh, to another track by uh, Ray Charles I've Got a Woman that's a wonderful choice Tony um, any specific reason for that? Just remember it from 
uh, my youth and also it's actually it was originally called I've got a woman it's actually called I got a woman so the I, I've got a woman way over China she's good to me oh yeah yeah so <laughs> that was uh, an intro by Tony O'Malley yeah I got a woman <laughs> way over town she's good to me yeah so um yeah it's a great it's just a it's just a group and there's a fantastic solo um sax solo i should say by um i know who it's, it's uh I, but i've forgotten um i had that uh I, I <laughs> newman uh his name's newman uh, dave fathead newman I, I'm sure his name is great, and he was with Ray Charles in his in Ray Charles band for a long time, and um, the solos perfect actually if you listen. And it was made in 1954. Well, I got a woman way over town that's good to me. Charles, 
And this is almost the end of the show, but you wanted, uh, speaking about a woman, to add something about your song Need Somebody that we, uh, that we heard during uh, the show, Tony. Well, yeah, I meant to, I meant to tell us that um, when I was recording the vocal uh, for um, Need Somebody, I was, I was grooving away just on the ride out, you know. Yeah, you need somebody. That's the vocal packet. And as I was singing, uh, Fem we were trying to have a baby at the time, and uh, Femke had gone for a test, or she'd done a test. Anyway, she opened the studio door, and I was in the, the vocal booth, mm -hmm. my little studio in Kentish Town, actually, it was it. And uh, she put her thumbs up, which meant, you know, it was a success. So, uh, so it was like, I need somebody. Yes, I need someone to put up numbers. I said to make a baby. So, and that was it. <laughs> and that was and that's, it. On the, that's on the record. It's only a little thing that uh, probably no one would ever notice. But that's the story. But that's, a that's a nice story. That's a nice uh, anecdote. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the last song for, for today is uh, a wonderful uh, track by Stevie Wonder, uh, I Wish. Um, is there any yeah. particular reason why you chose that specific track of Stevie Wonder's yeah. repertoire? It's because I wish I could play like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> well, you're not that far. You're not that far. <laughs> no, Steve, Stevie is fantastic. I mean, he's just, uh, uh, we, I feel you know, kind of blessed that I'm living in Stevie time. The, the, You know, the, ever since he was, uh, well, I think a young, a young boy really singing, uh, uh, you know, Stevie's been around and he's such a, a great artist. And, uh, well, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Stevie, you know, he's just, he's, he should be, yeah, Stevie for president, basically. You know, he's, uh, <laughs> Stevie I mean, Wonder for president. Yeah, that, that's something we could do. I mean, it would be clearly better than what they have at the moment. Well, or, you know, or Bob Dylan, somebody with a, some soul, or so, you know, uh, or Aretha's gone now, you know, but you know, uh, a musician for for president, because we, we, you know, musicians, musicians just say, yeah, man, it, it's cool, it's cool, just stay, stay cool, you know, and the the world would be a better place, I'm sure, or a, a you know, um, a, a good uh, a, a good actor, a good. Um, Artists. Yeah, they already had an actor, but it wasn't that good when they had an actor. Yeah, well, I'm talking about proper actors. In fact, actually, uh, talking about uh, fr your French speaking, uh, um, have you seen that thing with Eric Cantona? You know Eric Cantona, the, uh, the footballer? Uh, no? Yeah, I, I know Eric Cantona, yes. He, he's, he's just done a series. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. And, or, uh, yeah, I think it's Netflix. And it's fantastic. He's really a great actor. Um, I can't deny, I, yes, but he, he already used to to play in um, short stories and also um, in in some ads. I think uh, yeah. in advertising, uh, he did it a few times. But uh, so now he has a yeah. series on Netflix. Yeah, it was. I think it was, it was six episodes. Mm. Um, there's bound, there's bound to be more. But he his acting is great. I'm, I was totally blown away by his acting and. Uh, um, Well, of course, he used to act on pitch didn't he, for, for that other team. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be that good. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's. Uh, I just 
mentioning that. Okay, so well. let's let's have a wish for this year for November. I mean, it's a bit too late for this year, but maybe for the next one. Um, if not Stevie Wonder, um, another musician as uh, as president of the United States of America for for a better place. That would be our wish for the end of this show. Thank you so much, Tony, for uh, for being here with me for another edition of your show, bi-weekly show. So every two weeks, every fortnight uh, on CMF Radio. It's called While I Remember and Before I Forget. And um, as Tony promised uh, earlier in the show, before we stop this show on CMF Radio, we will have a proper start of his book which will be also called While I Remember and Before I Forget so all I can wish uh, is that uh, you'll be back soon in venues Tony playing for all of us thank you very much Fred it's a pleasure uh, working with you so uh, see you soon it's a pleasure and we will see you uh, online on Friday from 7.30pm on your Facebook page and on YouTube this is the end of the show with I Wish by Stevie Wonder bye bye everyone What?
This is CMF Radio, live from London. You are now in the mix. 